Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Nancy P. I'm recovered in West Newton, Massachusetts, and I'm, uh, I am a recovered compulsive reader. Today is Wednesday, the 15th of December. Today we're reading the big book chapter, uh, A Vision for You, on page 153, the second paragraph, beginning with, now and then, a serious drinker, ending with uh, this uh Wait a second here. Um, For those who must find a way out. Um, OA preamble. Oh, no, sorry. Wait a minute. Today's readers are Devorah S., Roz G., and Nancy T. Um, Nancy T. will be reading the 12 steps, and Christina L. is reading the 12 traditions. Sam S. is the newcomer greeter, and Chris K. is the host for the second hour. The reference numbers for Tuesday, uh, yesterday, uh, uh, 13th of I'm sorry, the 14th of December is 7 a.m., 18236, that's 18,236, and 10 a.m. is 18,237. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of those of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Nancy T. to read the 12 steps. Thanks, Nancy. One second here, pull it up again. All right, the 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive readers and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you, and I'll pass. Thank you, Nancy T. I will now ask Christina L. to read the 12 traditions. Good morning. Christina L. from Florida. Here's the 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. 
Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions ever reminding us to place principles before personality. Thank you, Christina L. Um, our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for the sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the big book on page 153 the second paragraph beginning with, our hope is that when this chip of a book is launched and ending with havens for those who must find the way out reading just a single paragraph. I will now ask Devorah S. to begin reading. Hi, good morning and thank you so much everyone who makes this meeting possible. My name is Devorah S. and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from New Jersey. Our hope is that when this chip of a book is launched on the world of tide of alcoholism, on the world tide of alcoholism, defeated drinkers will seize upon it to follow its suggestions. Many, we are sure, will rise to their feet and march on. They will approach still another sick. They will approach still other sick ones, and fellowships of Alcoholics Anonymous may spring up in each city and hamlet. Havens for those who must. Find a way out. Wow. So this tells me, this little paragraph tells me that I have an obligation over here that once I get recovered, um, I need to take this book and help another person and teach them this book and show them that there is a solution here on the pages of this book. And, um, and they too then have an obligation to pass it on. And that's how, that's how we can help other people. 
That is our vision for you for today. You know, passing on the message, helping another person. And I have to tell you that when I came into this program 21 years ago, that's, that's not what I heard. You know, I, I didn't, I came in, I got a sponsor. She gave me a food plan. I called her every day and the big book was not talked about. Um, it only came later on, much later on. Um, yeah, it was mentioned, you know, get a book, maybe read this page, maybe read that page. It wasn't, I didn't go through the book with my sponsor. And, um, when I did a little footwork and a little investigation because, you know, I started feeling restless, irritable, and discontented, and I made phone calls in the fellowship, and they said, you know, it sounds like you need to go through the steps in the book. That's when I really got busy in the book, learning the book. So our obligation to help others is not wait until months later, but to start them now, get them into the book now, teach them the book as they, they put down the food, you know, wait a couple of days, get abstinent, and then we go through the steps. Um, and I remember when I um, did that, you know, for the first, you know, for the first time going through with it, my sponsor said to me, let me ask you something. Do you promise that you're going to do this with someone else? Um, and I said, of course, yes. But, you know, as I'm around away, you know, a little bit of time, you know, I'm seeing, you know, that. A lot of people just don't know about this. You know, they haven't gone through the steps yet. Um, so we, ha- we, as a fellowship, it's incumbent on us. It's, 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 it's um, mandatory of us. If we want to spread this word and help other people, this is the way to do it, by offering this book and, and teaching it to, a, to another compulsive overeater. Um, it keeps what we have, right? It's the... We get to stay abstinent. We're teaching another person, and it's spreading the message. And that's, that's, what's, that's what's an obligation for us. It's not for us to keep it to ourselves, but to spread it to others. And that's how the fellowship grows. And I understand that we have thousands of people signed up in this, you know, in Vision for You. But how many of us are really, you know, working it, going through the program? Just a reminder. And um, that's what this little book of the book is here for. And um, share with others. And so we get to keep it. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you so much. Thank you, Devorah S. Okay. Um, Although we value your experience, we ask that you limit your share to every third day so that others may share their experience too. So if you shared Monday or Tuesday of this week, please step back and let somebody else have a chance. Who would like to share on what was read? Janice P.M. Janice. Loretta H. Barbara E. from New Jersey. Loretta. Teresa Barbara. P. Tina S. Teresa. Edie M. Uh, wait, I got somebody between, after Teresa. Tina S. Did you get Barbara? Tina. Dang it. Yeah, I did get Barbara. Oh, And thank then you. Irene. Irene. Edie An M. An M. Okay, that's a good start. Uh, this is the lineup. Janice P.M., Loretta H., Barbara E., Ter- uh, Teresa P., Tina, I forgot your last initial, Irini, also initial, and on M. Okay, Janice P.M., go right ahead. Well, thank you so much, Nancy P., for your um, 
You're leading the meeting. Um, this is Janice PM from Massachusetts. Now, this paragraph is so, so real. It's, it, it's, there's, they're telling us before that our recovery is a proof. Your recovery, my recovery is proof, proof of, of the miracle of the vision for us. Well, yeah, so it's, if it's proof, then it's hope. That means that each one of us can get recovered. But, but, you know, for years I was defeated because the number one answer to my illness, which I was always defeated, was get the right food plan, get the right sponsor, go to the right meeting. That's, not, that, that's good for abstinence, which is our foundation, my foundation. However, the steps give me recovery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But where do we find the steps? Well, we may go to a meeting and find them on the wall. But this is the book. This is the answer for me. It was the answer. It still is the answer that this chip of a book, when it was launched and we study it, then we can walk and we can go through surgeries. We can go through death. We can go through any triggers because we found the solution. What is the solution that we find through the steps? It's the power. That's really the message that we have had. I have had a spiritual awakening, spiritual awakening. Uh, yes, physical awakening, but it's spiritual first because without the power, I could never have done this and got an awakening because I tried so much on myself. But this is what this chip of the book, what this first 164 pages have taught me, that when I go through this and I find that power, that's the message, people. When you find the power, you can go like I did, go through anything. I've been out for about three months with a fractured arm. I couldn't write. I couldn't use the phone. Well, you can imagine when you just have one arm and the other arm, you're a lefty. And that doesn't work too good for me. But you know what? Today I can stand up and I can start using my right arm because I have a power that has allowed me to. He got me through it. And, you know, without having to eat, without having to sell my house, without having to do anything. So we are sure. That's not doubtful. We're sure. Those of us that are recovered will approach another person and say, this is what happened to me and because of this book. And I thank you so much, Nancy. I pass. Thank you, Janice PM. Loretta H., you're up. Thank you, Nancy, and thank you, everybody who's done service. Loretta H., recovered compulsive overeater, and, of course, everyone who saved my life on this line, along with my beautiful God. I love I was laughing about this chip of a book because this chip of a book helps me not dig into the chip box or bag. And um, the way out. It does. It's a way out. And this book, actually, and I think Harlan has shared this, was supposed to be called The Way Out. But instead, they did Alcoholics Anonymous because there were 12 other books with that title already. So, um, and Harlan can, uh, you know, expand on that more 
soundly than I can. But anyway, uh, I the first year was interesting because I came into the rooms also about the same time she did. And um, my sponsor, actually, we used to run together. And she never had a drink in her whole life. But there was a meeting on 63rd Street in New York City that was an AA meeting. And after our run, she would always go there to get things out of this book so that she could transfer them to my recovery. And it was such a great gift because I had no clue about anything. And uh, she today has 48 years in this program. And it's because, and I have X too many, one, 24 hours, because of this chip of a book. Because it shows me how to work my life, how to digest my life, how to be in my life and not hurt myself with food or with people, places, and things because it's a design for living. And so I love this book and the 12 and 12. And it just, it, it's a treasure map, as somebody else has said. And the gold isn't, um, gold isn't the, the um, end. It's having a life beyond your wildest dreams that is, possible with this book. And so I am so grateful for my sponsor, my sponsees, everybody who uses this chip of a book to stay out of the chips. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Loretta H. Barbara E., you're up. Am I unmuted for real? You're, you're, we can hear you. Oh, that's good. That's good. I usually double mute myself. Well, this is Barbara in New Jersey. So grateful to be with you. And in this paragraph that was just read so beautifully, I see the word hope. And every time I see the word hope, I would say, oh, that's a problem. Uh, Not a problem, a promise. Uh, But it also says I have to follow its suggestions assiduously. Now, assiduously means for me diligently with purpose. And when I came in, I was the opposite. I was negligent. I was lazy. I kept things to myself. We've all heard the saying, yesterday's history, uh, tomorrow's a mystery, But I met a little lady, little tiny petite lady in her later years in the parking lot as I waddled into my first meeting in 1997. And she was a very dynamic lady. And she said, and this is what shocked me, Barbara, if you have one foot in the past and one foot in the future, You're in a perfect place to pee on yourself. And I understood what she meant because I was always worrying about yesterday. I'd fail again over and over. And to worried about tomorrow, I know I'll fail again. So she just said, "Stay stay in the today. That's why they call it the present, the present. And I really feel in 2021 that I can be a fountain, not a drain, see the beauty and not the ashes, and feel the promises slowly become true. And there is a song, it's probably not OA or AA approved, 
so I'll sneak it in. Uh, but this is song, and you'll recognize my advanced age when you hear the lyrics. When you walk through a storm, hold your head up high, and don't be afraid of the dark. At the end of the storm is a golden sky and the sweet silver song of a lark. Walk on, walk on, with through the, though your dreams may be tossed and turned. Walk on, walk on with hope in your heart, and you'll never walk alone. And that's for me what I had when I came into OA. I heard, we'll love you till you love yourself. Give us six meetings, and if if you're not happy, we'll refund your misery. Well, I stayed for six meetings. Thank you, and six meetings more. And I promise you, if you're struggling, if you're new, if you're here for the ride, it may be bumpy, but it's a wonderful ride. I pass. Thank you, Nancy. Thank you, Barbara E. Teresa P., you're up. Hi, I'm Teresa P., recovered, uh, grateful, recovered compulsive overeater from California. And uh, and I I love the book, and I've always uh, been partial to the book. It's always, you know, it has always spoke to me, even though, you know, I didn't see it used that much in in OA. uh, But I didn't realize realize how powerful it truly was. And... uh, as, but the more I got into it, the more it was. But, you know, it truly is the my handbook to life. I always wanted to know. Everybody got this handbook to life, and what happened to me? And uh, But I got it. <laughs> I, I got it in Overeaters Anonymous. It's just like, oh, it tells me just what to do, and it tells me over and over. And, you know, and, and I, you know, and I don't have to figure things out. I just go back and read the book and go, oh, this is what it says. And... And that's what I can share on because what I have found is one, you know, and, and it was, the book was showed to me also in, in more in depth. And I got to see, well, there it is. You know, here's, you know, this is what it means. I mean, not just at a surface level, but, you know, at a living level, you know, not just in my head, but in my heart. And, you know, I can work these things. It doesn't mean it's comfortable. A lot of things are are really uncomfortable because I have to face myself and, you know, and I tried really hard to be good all my life, but I found out I I wasn't, I wasn't that good, not because I was human and I tried to deny my humanness by trying to be good. And what I got to do is recognize my humanness so that, you know, I could be real and, and uh, be a, a more loving person and, and it's so hard to, and what I get to do, and I just have the book, and that's what I get to share with uh, my sponsees is, and with with everybody else, too. But I don't have to tell them it's the book. I, I might tell them it's the book, but, you know, I don't have to. And But, you know, it's just like I can always go, hey, you know, let's, let's look at the book and see what it says. And, with, you know, and I, you know, I've read the book a lot, studied it a lot, and I still make mistakes. And, and I, so I always tell my sponsors, you know, let's, let's look at the book, you know. And, you know, if you see something, if I say something wrong, please point it out, you know, because I can be wrong. And uh, and I have got things pointed out to me, and and it's okay. And well, all I know is that it works. It just works. And, you know, I keep working that daily 10, 11, and 12. Don't do it perfectly. 
make a lot of mistakes, but at least today I can recognize, oh, I'm human, and I make mistakes, and I make them all day long, and I still get really irritated. Oh, okay, I get darn right angry, and I, I need to work those 10 steps, and I need to go to, you know, God and the 11th step, not just on a... Just a reminder. Thank you. And and 12-step work is, is definitely what I need to do to to uh, pass it on. So thank you for letting me share, and I pass. Thank you, Teresa P. Tina S., you're up. Thanks so much, uh, Nancy. Tina S., recovered compulsive eater, anorexic in Florida. And, you know, I'm so very, very grateful for this paragraph in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. And I'm fortunate that, that this was my experience. You know, my sponsor was somebody who was defeated as an eater. And, and she seized this opportunity, you know, to follow this book, the instructions, the specific instructions in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous to get free one day at a time. And I was fortunate enough to have, that was my first experience in Overeaters Anonymous. And, um, and you know, in later years, it wasn't so prevalent, but, you know, back again, for sure, you know, um, because people were brought to their knees with the food, just like they were with alcohol, you know, and I'm so grateful that I have this opportunity, you know, I was, you know, and I just have to say it, I didn't come here to get spiritual, you know, I just really have to say that, because that's the truth, I didn't come here to get spiritual, I didn't come here to make any kind of friends, you know, I came here so the shit would quit happening, and what happened was, you know, I had somebody who really cared, because she had found the solution, and was free, you know, through the 12 steps, to, and knew that she had to pass it on to somebody else in order to keep it. She had to give it away. And, you know, and for me, initially, that was the only reason I did this stuff to get, to, to, to give it to somebody else was because if I didn't, I wouldn't be able to keep it. But today, the transformation that came about is a changed person, and that would be me, you know, so that I really am really care for other people and, and get excited when somebody is on fire to do this deal just like I was when I first got here. And, and, you know, and over the years, you know, when people are excited, I get excited, you know, and when somebody is on the line and just on fire, I'm on fire because this saves my life one day at a time. If I do this deal, you know, and, um, and I'm so grateful that I, that I had the opportunity and, and continue to have that opportunity. And so there's some great stuff and I'm looking forward to hear other shares and with that, I'll pass. Thanks. Thank you, Tina S. Irini M., you're up. Thank you, Nancy, for your service. Good morning, my spiritual brothers and sisters. My name is Irini M. from New York, and I am a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. Thank you, God. Always giving credit where credit is due. So growing up, I was really stubborn, and I was very close-minded. I harmed my body with food, and I polluted my breath with negative thoughts and verbally beat myself up 24-7, feeling worthless and useless. And from all the anxiety and stress that I created, it felt like I had a huge rock on my chest that didn't allow me to breathe physically and emotionally. And today, by the grace of God, that rock was placed under my feet And I stand on that rock being victorious and unshakable. God taught me how to march onto his path. But it was you, my spiritual brothers and sisters, who first held me to rise, helped me to rise on my feet, who gave me a vision of hope from the word hopeless. 
you know, at first I was so resisting and, and I never wanted to open this book because I judged the cover. I'm not an alcoholic. And it took years for me to even take it off my shelf and open it up. But I needed a recovered fellow to follow their suggestions as they guided me to chip away every step and step by step of of this divine, the divine words that softened my heart and rewired my mind. I allowed a fellow to hold my one hand and with the other hand I held God's hand and I held tightly onto both hands. And with the faith and really believing, it's not... it not only gave me a way out, but a blessing of the beautiful promises in a life beyond my imagination. This chip of a book has the power for transformation from despair to victorious. And then to have the honor and joy to be part of a fellowship and carry the message, you know, the message, a gift, which is a gift to shine the light of hope to those who are still suffering. Now, how beautiful is that? Thank you, and I pass. Thank you, Irini M. Um, Ann M., you're up. Hi, Nancy. This is Ann M. here, Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Ireland. Can I be heard okay? You can. Brilliant. Thank you so much, Nancy, and thanks for doing such a great job. Um, yeah, I love this. Like, was already shared. You know, it's all about, yeah, the solution for me. And that first or the last, the last part, it says, you know, havens for those who must find a way out. And uh, yeah, that word haven, you know, it just for me just makes me feel like it's that safe place or it's that place of hope that we come to. And uh, certainly for newcomers, you know, to come into a room and hear that and know they're in the right place and for me today it's you know I know that this is the only solution and this is the the, you know the solution that brought me to where I am today which is being recovered being happy joyous and free and uh, I love where um, you know Bill writes about our hope is that when this chip of a book like was already shared before me you know this chip of a book and it's just so modest and you know the work that's in it and how this book has you know, has changed people's lives. But, you know, the book itself is um, divinely inspired and certainly all I need to know is in this book. But I also needed to have heard this from other people that were recovered before me because I couldn't do this. I couldn't, I for, like, you know, other people shared. The book and the cover just really, you know, I wasn't in AA. I didn't have, um, uh, you know, I didn't have a problem with alcohol. But it just really, you know, made me not want to go to the big book because I felt it wasn't for me. But it was when another recovered member could carry this strong message to me and show me how to work a program of recovery that I could find and have a spiritual awakening that would remove my food obsession and uh, give me a life beyond my wildest dreams. That's what was the attraction for me. And again, you know, it says that... um, they will approach still other sick ones. And that's exactly what I need to do because that was done for me. And, you know, we're in the fellowship together. There's no there's no chairperson. There's no agency. There's no advertising. You know, we are the message and the um, message is carried by us. And that's the only way that newcomers and, and fellows that are in 
in, in relapse and suffering today can find this message is by me carrying the message and being the message. And for me, it's just as important to see the message in somebody as to receive it from somebody because, um, yeah, I need to see recovery in people. I need to see freedom. I need to hear, you know, a, a message with depth and weight. And again, I don't want to be stark, raving, and abstinent. I want to be happy, joyous and free and in harmony with the world and abstinent from from my food obsession. So with that, I passed. Thank you so oh, much, Nancy, again. Thank you, Anne M. Perfect timing. Okay, I just want to remind people where we are, which is on page 153 in the second paragraph, beginning with our hope is when this chip of a book is launched. And I'm ready to take some more names. Who else would like to share? Jennifer C. Jennifer C. From North Carolina. Joe T. Jen T. And somebody D. Emily D. Emily D. And Linda D. I give up. Donna and Linda. Larry G. And Donna, uh, wait, Linda D. And Donna, what was your last name? Larry G. And I think that'll take us out. M. M. Okay, so I have, okay, I have um, Jennifer C. Lynn, was that Lynn S.? Do I have Lynn S. twice? Or do I have two Lynn's? I missed the first. Okay, well, we'll come back to her. Jen T, Emily D, uh, Lynn S after that for sure, and Donna M, Linda D, and Larry G. Okay, um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. We might not have a time for everybody, but we'll try. Okay, go ahead, um, Jennifer Jennifer C, press star one. Was it perhaps Allison C from North Carolina instead of Jennifer? Good morning. Oh, um, I, this is Jennifer C. Can you can I be heard? Yes, you can be heard. Okay. Good mo- Good morning, everyone. Thank you so much for your beautiful shares and your presence on this line this morning. Um, so what do we have to give away, right? Like reading this paragraph, it just makes me think. What do we have to give away here, right? Page one fifty two, a sufficient substitute. That's what we. That's what we have to give away, a sufficient substitute. You want ease and comfort? Come this way. You know, you want pleasure, excitement in your life? Come this way. You want nourishment that all the food in the world could not give you? Come this way, right? A haven is a place of safety. And what we're offering is come this way and you're going to be safe, safe from this disease. You know, we see that word defeated, and defeated speaks to the presence of an enemy, right? So what brings us together? We've been defeated. We have an enemy. But what I learn here is that food is not my enemy, right? Let food be my medicine. But I learn here that my enemy is actually my own self-will, my own self-reliance, my self-centeredness. That's my enemy. And so I'm an extreme case of those things. I'm an extreme case of self-will and self-centeredness. So the victory that I get through this process, I can't just use it for my own self-interest, right? Because then I'm still in my problem. I'm still in my problem, which is self-centeredness. I must take the medicine, which is the destruction of self-centeredness, 
And the way I take that medicine is by focusing my heart and my mind on offering this proven way out of not only the bondage of food addiction, but more importantly, the bondage of self, right? So this work and this energy and this zeal that gets directed towards helping others, that's the sufficient substitute. Sufficient means that it's adequate. It's going to do the trick, right? It's going to do the trick. Um, you know, this, this effect, this book tells us we eat for the effect, right? The effect means that I can change the way I feel. It's a remedy. It's a remedy. And this program, this process changes me. It gives me an effect. God wants me to get an effect from him from this process, ease and comfort, the absence of difficulty, right? That's what ease means. My life in recovery today, as I focus my heart on doing the next right thing, my life has gotten so much easier. Comfort, the absence of pain. That's what a safe safe haven is, right? It's safety, close and connected to God, to this work, to this fellowship and to this book. And I stay safe and protected from my enemy, which I have to remember is my own self-centered gentle reminder that this book tells me I cannot get rid of on my own without God's help right but God removes it as I focus my heart on his power his love and his way of life may we do his will today with that I pass thank you Jennifer C Um, is there a Lynn besides Lynn S did I miss here Okay, we're going to assume that there is not, and we'll go right over to um, Janice T. No, can't read my writing. I'm embarrassed. (laughs) Nancy, was that Joe T? Uh, Probably. Go go ahead, Joe. (laughs) Okay, thank you. So. A few things jumped out at me in this paragraph. Uh, Joe T., compulsive overeater from Tampa, Florida. Good morning, everyone. And I love how they they say, you know, you will rise to your feet and march on. And also the fellowship will be a haven for those who must find a way out. Because I came to the fellowship in May and I was just completely desperate and willing to go to any lengths. And my sponsor said to me, you were the sponsee who said yes. You know, anything that she asked me to do, I was willing to do it. And early on, the fellowship of OA was my higher power. And I really have developed spiritually since then. But this program really was the way out for me. And I made it through working the steps in about three months. And I started sponsoring within one week of finishing the steps. And sponsoring has been absolutely what I need to do. Um, I have a history of significant anxiety and just working with my sponsees, I can feel my anxiety just ebb away. And um, I know that to keep what I have, I have to give it away. And thanks for letting me share and I pass. Thank you, Jyoti. Emily D., you're up. Good morning, family. Uh, This is Emily D., recovered compulsive overeater in Chicago, and so grateful to 
oh, hear all the shares this morning and to be in the solution before the sun rises. I mean, that was not my reality just two years ago. Um, I would dread waking up uh, because I'd have to face the binge, the inevitable binge likely in bed the night before. Um, and what is coming up for me in this paragraph is approaching still other sick ones. I got into sort of a, a comfortable, you know how we love comfort, but a comfortable habit of calling and uh, connecting with recovered fellows. And that was probably like the first year and six months of my abstinence. I now have a year and eight months. I just recently started calling newcomers. So I'm just going to out myself with that. Um, I was reminded I listened to a wonderful recording about the traditions of like, you know, my job, my primary purpose, and I know all of you know this and this is rote, but it's really resonating for me and starting to get into my heart fibers, is to carry the message to those who still suffer. So I'm talking to the newcomer directly this morning, which is to say, you know, if you are still sick and if you just binge last night, like I've been there and I need you. I need to hear that you've done that. I need to remember that I did that. And that's how I stay recovered. But it's also how we continue to reach out hand in hand and call people. I mean, I mean, this is radical for me that I haven't heard from in a while that I haven't seen in the room. Um, and even in the Zoom rooms, right, like reaching out over chat and being like, hey, it's so good to see you. I mean, that is my job, approaching other sick ones. And I will say this, I've been in some fear, I know, shocking, but fear about um, being an entrepreneur and running a business and like blah, 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 what's money going to look like next, next year? And I did what the book told me to do about the fear, which is still pretty radical to me, that I take suggestions <laughs> is, is something that, um, you know, Emily's ego and reasoning used to be what I had faith in. I take suggestions. So I did a fear inventory. I turned it over uh, to a recovered fellow. And then I called someone a name, a number. I wrote down in a meeting that I knew she was suffering and she changed my day. And I hope that I helped her day too, but it's like the, the still sick ones. Uh, I'm, I, of course, I'm still sick. I'm not cured. Um, Gentle reminder. That's where I, my, thank you, Nancy. That's where my attention needs to be. And I just want to commit that and say it out loud. That'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Emily D. Lynn S. Lynn Good S. morning. This is Lynn S., Recovered Compulsive Reader in Toronto, Canada. This passage just reminded me of an experience I had. I was in Akron, Ohio on Founders Day, and the gentleman speaking was a football coach. So he was uh, speaking. There was 500 of us in one room and thousands of others of us scattered across the campus listening. And he was giving us, you know, that football pitch that you guys hear in all the movies, you know. But this one was amazing. And he talked about Bill walking to meet Henrietta Cyberling on a hot summer day in a suit and a tie with a hat because that's how they dressed then and how far he walked from that hotel to meet her. 
to then eventually meet up, you know, with Dr. Bob and then to start AA for us all. And he sat there and he talked about this, how far Bill was willing to go to set this up. And he said, how much do you owe AA? And the way he was talking and what he said, all of a sudden I just... I just remembered what my life was like and then what it was like then and I'm remembering what it was like now. And I started to sob because of the incredible transformation in my life. I owe my whole life, my essence, my being to AA, to OA. How much do I owe? It can never be repaid is it an obligation? Not for me. It's my living and breathing. It's, you know, when I think back, I've been in programs 32 years now, not abstinent 32 years, just abstinent over seven. But just walking in that door, my whole life was transformed. And just listening to him, and I remember I could not stop sobbing, and I was sitting outside, and he happened to pass me, and he said to me, Are you okay? And I just looked at him. I couldn't even speak. This program has profoundly changed my life. I have been transformed. How much do I owe AAOA? Absolutely everything. Do I like passing it on? I love it. There's nothing I like better than speaking program. And when you're able to see somebody else's eyes light up or watch their life transform, what a gift. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Lynn S. Donna M., you're up. Donna, press star one. Donna M., compulsive overeater from Toronto, Canada. And um, what this... Um, paragraph tells me is the importance of working with others and since the pandemic um, a group of us in in our area in my area noticed that we had a number of newcomers who had started coming to the zoom meetings but they were having difficulty finding sponsors and so we started a, a newcomers returning members big book speaker meeting um, and our aim was to ha- uh, to link recovered sponsors with the newcomers um, and that meeting has been going for six months now and um, I'm so grateful for that meeting that because our main purpose is to work with other compulsive overeaters to work with um, newcomers and it talks about the, to follow its suggestions. So the clear-cut directions that are given in the big book, although it says suggestions here, there are many, many parts in the book that talks about clear-cut directions. Because for me, although I've been in the room for going on 31 years, I'm um, only recovered now for about um, a year and, and nine months. And it's because of these clear-cut directions. So I pass the message of my experience, strength, and hope 
that by following the directions in the big book, I have been able to recover body and mind today from compulsive overeating. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Donna M. Linda D., you're up. Linda D., star one. Okay, we'll come back to her. Larry G., you're up. Good morning. My name is Larry G. Uh, thank you, Nancy, and those of you who give service. Uh, I'm from California, and I've been acknowledged for getting on this call so early in the morning. But the truth is uh, I would be ending my binge or beginning a new binge this time of the day. Uh, I am so inspired by the shares in this call. Uh, I just can't think of a better way of starting my day. Um, the big book I have today was given to me by my first AA sponsor in uh, August 2nd, 1981. He marched me over to the literature table and, and bought this first book for me. And it's uh, it's been recovered twice. It's uh, dog-eared coffee stains. It's got It's been highlighted with pink, yellow, blue, and green highlighters circled words in the, in the margin and I gotta tell you if my house is burning down it would be one of the possessions that I would grab it just means that much to me um, the reason I tell you this is not to be impressed but the reason I tell you this is because I never in my wildest imagination even thought about in the past 26 years I've been in OA of practicing reading and practicing a big book for my early recovery now, the truth is this, uh, given that I hadn't surrendered, if you had suggested it, I, I probably would have uh, used it to lecture, right, and to uh, give you my profound knowledge of the big book and uh, would not have been able to transmit anything. I came to this program uh, in May of 2020, and my sponsor uh, took me through the big book, and I remember reading Bill's story for the first time at, through the eyes of an overeater, and I realized that uh, I had so many similarities. I really related the story. I, I worked on Wall Street. He worked on Wall Street. He was kicked out of bars. I was literally kicked out of an all-you-can-eat. I, I had over, I had ate over five platters of food, and then I went back into the line and got uh, a slab of, of uh, roast beef, and I stuck it in a bag to go, and I got caught, and I was asked not to leave. And I, I never told that story before because I was too ashamed in the OA meetings that I was attending because I wanted you to think that I had this great recovery. Um, I have a kind of recovery that I always desire has been beyond my grasp, and it's based on the big book for Alcoholics Anonymous. Uh, it's black and white. I've learned it's either or. There's not a kaleidoscope of colors here, Larry. It's either or uh, in recovery or you relapse. Either believe in a God or not believe in a God. Either a loving and tolerant or not loving and tolerant. I wouldn't go to an OA meeting today and, and stand up and get my birthday check and say, hey, guys, uh, my beverage just got kind of wonky this week and I had a, I had a short can of Coors. I would be marched out of there by men and be 12 steps. a reminder. 
And so I apply the same principles to my early recovery today, and it's just uh, a game changer. And uh, thank you for allowing me to share. Have a great day. I pass. Thanks, Larry K. Larry G. G. From, uh, I know, I know, I know. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Larry G. Uh, from California. Um, uh, one last try for Linda D. Are you there, Linda? Okay, she must have stepped away or I misheard. Um, we have two time for two two-minute shares. Who would like to take the slots? Sam S. Sam. Anita L. And well, it looks like we have. You know what, Anita? It looks like we're Gen just. A. At, uh, oh. I think we're just. At, we're just going to have Sam. And if we have any time at all, I'll, I'll ask you, Anita. Go ahead, Sam. Three minutes. Hey, Nancy. Thanks for leading. Good morning, everybody. I'm Sam S. I'm a recovered compulsive eater. What really stuck out to me in this paragraph and called me is that it says havens for those who must find a way out. And and the truth is that I was in the rooms for, I don't know, pretty much almost all the time other than this past year where I didn't feel like I had to find a way out. I tried to find a way around, um, under, over, um, I really tried every middle-of-the-road solution until I was finally just out of ideas, until I was, you know, beaten down by the food like a lot of people say. And it was only when I felt like I had to get a way out and I was defeated that I was finally able to ask someone for help and to tell someone what I was trying to do, how I was messing around with the food and um, where the idea of reaching out for help uh, from other people and taking guidance and also, um, to be frank, like believing people that there was a power greater than Sam that could, um, that could help me do this thing. And so I just want to, I don't know if, if anybody's feeling like maybe there's another way or maybe there's a, another diet, um, keep trying it. Um, I, I feel like that sounds really harsh, but it's only when I needed to find a way out where I was finally able to just ask someone and just put my hands up and, and to stop trying, frankly. So um, I don't know if that gives somebody help, um, but I, I guess the hope that I can give is that I was in the rooms most of the time getting sicker until I was able to just follow the directions. And that's what that's when I got the promises that are given here. So I'm really happy, really grateful um, for this recovery and uh, grateful for all of you. With that, I pass. Thanks, Nancy. Thanks, Sam. Anita L., we have a minute if you'd like to take it. Hi, I'm Anita L. Thanks, Nancy, uh, from Philadelphia area. I just want to say yesterday um, my plan was not what ended up happening getting a call from my sister saying my mom's in the ER. Luckily, I had my food already made for my lunch. I grabbed my food. I left, drove to New Jersey, and I texted a friend and asked her to pray for me for my sanity. And um, she responded, and I said, I'll be okay because I have my lunch and I'm going to walk in that hospital door 
with my higher power. And let me just tell you, I acted like a responsible adult. I was able to be there for my mother, and it's only because my higher power was with me. And thank God for Overeaters Anonymous teaching me, granting me the 12 steps, and having a relationship with a power greater than myself. My life is beyond my wildest dreams, and I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Anita L., and you'll take us out. So thank you to everyone who shared. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. The share ID for today, Wednesday, December 15th, is 18,241. That's 18241. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Will Roz G. please read A Vision for You? Roz, star one. I'm sorry, I was unmuting. I'm right here. Thank you. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great thought for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.